It's Bibliophile, the terrible book exchange podcast where a wife and her husband get each other the worst books they can get recommended by a fan. In this episode, Susan forgets to record the title intro and reads Miles to Go by Miley Cyrus. And Mick reads Justin Bieber, First Step to Forever, My Story, 100% Official by Justin Bieber. Welcome to Bibliovile, the Terrible Book Exchange Podcast. My name is Mick Dickinson. And I'm Susan Dickinson. And we are here to bring you another in a long list of bad, bad books. But luckily, the list may be long, but the books are not. Mine, I thought, was a lot longer. But once I actually started reading it, it was very quick, which was good. I read most of it in a day. Yeah. So we are here. Uh, we're your two new experts on the teen beat uh, after having read a Miley Cyrus book for Susan and a Justin Bieber book for me. Courtesy I'm- of loyal listener Nick S. Uh, yes. Thanks, Nick. This I, was an excellent pick. I, I could do more of this. I'll tell you about that when I talk about mine. But I'm going to need you guys to pause the podcast right now and go watch Popstar, uh, the Andy Samberg vehicle, the Lonely Island vehicle. It's very funny anyway, but I think it might be of good use because I have a feeling. I haven't read your book, obviously. But I have a feeling that there will be more than a couple references uh, spread sprinkled uh, throughout this little episode of ours. So uh, it's also just a really good, movie. just a really good movie. When you think about it, when you think about it, you should watch it. It's a really good movie. Yeah, and then um, listen to the probably should have known podcast where they talk where they about talk it. about yeah. pop star never yeah. stop never stopping. Shout out to Nadia, her fave movie. Um, well, I don't know that it's Tony's favorite movie. One of Nadia's favorite movies. I see. Anyway, no joke. Anyone who wants to pitch us book ideas, go for it. Because this was very fun. I don't know how we haven't stumbled onto early 2000s teen autobiographies before. But I'd say mid to late 2000s. It was good. It was good stuff. Uh, it, it was ridiculous. Mine was ridiculous. And in a, in a fun way, but ridiculous. Oh, yeah? Um, I, I feel like you might not, you might not identify with this quite so much. So it was probably a good thing that I wound up reading the Miley Cyrus book. But like, I remember being a 15 year old girl and being just so dramatic about everything. Like everything has to be meaningful and everything has to be important and it like just the absolute drama of it all and that's what this book was dripping with and nice. it was hilarious yeah yeah so you got to read it as an adult but think back to what it felt like to be a teenage girl yeah would you say that it was the best of both worlds <laughs> Mick, I'm so impressed that you know that that is the Hannah Montana yeah. theme song. I definitely did not Google Hannah Montana, them lyrics, due to a typo, but thank you, uh, Google. <laughs> so this book was written... This book was written by a ghostwriter. I'll talk about that, too. <laughs> um, with some vague input by Miley Cyrus when she was like 15 and 16 and it sort of tells the story of like right before she got cast on Hannah Montana that process of getting cast and then the first few I'm, seasons 
the album and the movie. I do love the idea that Hannah Montana sitting there in a in an odd audition, sweating yeah. it out, really reading through <clears throat> her lines, trying to figure out her blocking, and meanwhile her dad's like, "Hi." I'm one of the most famous uh, gimmick country artists ever uh, made by a studio. Good luck in there, my daughter, in this incredibly fair uh, competition. So it's funny because you Your can... godmother is Dolly Parton. It's... Anyway, good luck. So it's really funny because you can tell that she's trying so hard to pitch this like... Little I'm, engine that could. Yes. Like, I was too young and too small. And when I went and I thought I was a finalist, there were 50 other girls there. And then two weeks later, they told me I was a finalist, but there were 30 other girls there. And it was such a long shot. And, like, tries to overplay this, like, I'm just a country girl from the farm in Tennessee. But, like, your dad's Billy Ray Cyrus and you're super rich, and, like, he had one song, but that song was still really famous. That made him really famous. Yeah. So, it, like, she was definitely trying to, like, downplay her privilege. Yeah, but this was pre-Lil Nas Old Town Road. Um, I also have to say, so Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus is our age, She's yeah. I, I googled younger than us. I googled it. She was born in ninety two. Don't dox um, us. But so she's Ugh. our age. But this Miley Cyrus is going to be thirty. That's weirder than the fact that we're going to be thirty. Know, is that Miley Cyrus weird. is going to be thirty? It's <laughs> pretty weird. Um, but so I never watch. I don't know that I've ever seen a single episode of Hannah Montana. Oh my god, it's great. You've seen Hannah Montana? No, but I'm told. Oh. No, I'm just Is kidding. it? I, I don't. I, I no, feel like. No, Sue, it's on the Disney Channel. Come okay. on. So I it's watched, a live action Disney I watched some Disney Channel shows, but my, as one of my very young colleagues would say, my generation, um, was Lizzie McGuire. And so it's I was. It's the same plot. Hilarious. It is, like, exactly. Well. A no. young woman with two two uh, identities has to navigate trying to be a normal person, but also not. Was no, that that's the Lizzie McGuire movie. The Lizzie McGuire show, she's just in middle school. There's no, like, double life kind but of But she's thing. also, like, 28 and pretending to be in middle school. Well, I don't to think... To catch some criminals that I are dealing don't... drugs, right? Or am I getting mm. confused with 21 Job Street? <laughs> Lizzie McGuire brought down a drug ring with do, Dave Franco in it. I do like to imagine that Lizzie McGuire, like he went to the TV or the movie 21 Jump Street. Um, I do like to imagine Lizzie McGuire being the name of like a hard knuckles Irish immigrant. <laughs> and you and I have just seen two. It turns out I was watching Peaky Blinders. And I was like, oh, yeah, that could be called Lizzie McGuire. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Didn't she get like consumption in season three? Jesus. <laughs> Um, the way she poked the <clears throat> eyes out of that tenement manager was really great. <laughs> it's a little risky for uh, for a Disney Channel show. Um, so I don't. I to my earlier point, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Hannah Montana. Oh yeah. Um, I have heard a couple like early Miley Cyrus songs, like "The Climb," because you could not avoid that in the late two thousands. Um. And then also heard some of her later stuff when we were in college, when like Wrecking Ball and... You skipped over Party in the USA. Uh, you're right. Party in the USA is the main one. Um, we This did not cover the Party in the USA era. Oh. This, was, this was pre-Party in the USA. I'm moving my hands like, oh I know. So 
I'm put this book down. Not interested. <laughs> I'm basically just going to read you some quotes from this book. Uh, you and I have very similar plans yeah. for our summary. <clears throat> so one, two main things that I'm going to tell you up front about this book. Really, really overwrought analogies and metaphors. Like it, to the point where it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's just so cheesy. Can I ask a really quick question that may seem off base? Of course. How much God was in this book? A fair amount of God. She she describes herself as a pretty hardcore Christian. We do get a chapter about her mom giving her a purity ring. Nice. Now, I'm not saying that people can't change, but I am going to be sitting through the rest of the summary uh, having ex- like having been forced to see a picture of her pissing in a parking lot. Or that one VMA's show where she was dressed in like Beetlejuice? nude colored spandex with a big foam finger in her crotch. Like we all know what Miley Cyrus became in the early 2010s. Okay. The other day I heard someone say youth is wasted on the young. I don't remember who said it or if they were older or younger or in the middle, but the line hit me and made me think. Very nice. And then here's here's a good example of some of the analogies. You know how it feels on a hot summer day to dive into the crisp relief of a cold swimming pool? Well, that's how it felt when I came home from school after a particularly hard day to be told that Disney had called. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's, that's relatable, bud. Um, she starts off by sharing that... Sixth grade was the worst year ever for her, which right, like well, she is relatable. Yeah, same. Miley Cyrus, sixth grade was terrible for me too. Uh, she got bullied by some girls because she missed the first two weeks of school for pilot season, and then um, they were just like really mean to her, and they turned all her friends against her. And the only thing that she really had going for her was her competitive cheerleading team, and she says, "I was really into it." Cheerleading forever, like number four ever with yes. a little red heart. Naturally. It Naturally. Cheerleading. Yeah. And it's a, at the time, 12 year old. Um, she talks about how her mom was so supportive of her during competitive cheerleading. When we would get in the car after every competition, even if we lost, my mom would say, here's your trophy and hand me a gleaming trophy with my name on it. Growing up, my room was full of trophies, all from my mom. Fucking participation generation. The biggest and best fan a girl could have. I hurt you, mom. I may not have deserved every single one of those trophies, but the Gatlinburg trophy, that one I know I earned because she like barfed on stage or something. Ah, Do you think that if you give kids enough participation trophies, they end up pissing in parking lots? Apparently that's what happens. I've always believed- I mean, who amongst us? Let's cast the first stone, you know? (laughs) I haven't. Well, you didn't get any trophies. I have always believed that the greatest opportunities in life come with fear and risk. Stop reading over my shoulder. I have to sit right next to you. I have one microphone. I realized that taking the risk was like soaring in a cheerleading stunt and having faith that someone would catch me. Maybe cheerleading had been training me for this moment. I knew it was too much to hope for, but Hannah Montana was my dream role and it was closer than ever. I wasn't about to give up now. We were going back to L.A. And then she has these weird little quotes where it's like she's she's trying to, I think, be meaningful so that people will quote her. And it's stuff like, the dreams that you hold for your future are what you dream about at night. They're always at the... <laughs> 
like 103, and that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. What? The dreams are what you wish for, are what you dream about at night? <laughs> the dreams that you hold for your future are what you dream about. ghost written as we thought they're always at the back of your mind they're what your heart desires they keep you going accept reality and have a backup plan but always follow your dreams no matter what dream your dreams when you're dreaming of dreams don't stop dreaming <laughs> dreams unless your dreams dream. we can't stop we won't stop okay. i okay have that's a miley I know, but I was like, I was like, is that foreshadowing? But no, you're. I have always believed that the greatest. Oh no, that was the one that I just read. Sorry. Um, hang on. Oh my god. Okay, so she's telling the story about like these sixth grade bullies. I don't really blame my former best friend Rachel. Again, names have been changed for betraying me. She was never outright mean to me. Honestly, I think they bullied her into dropping me and ignoring me. I like to think I wouldn't have ditched a friend the way she did, but I have a feeling she was as scared of her new friends as I was. The difference being that she was scared from inside the group and I was scared from the outside. Girls hate when other girls have really <clears throat> rich dads. Um, I do love that names have been changed, but she changed it to the bitchiest name of all. Rachel. Rachel. Sorry Um, to all the Rachels out there, but you you just have to, come on. The whole first third of the book is a really drawn out analogy about two goldfish that she used to have named Lyric and Melody, and then they died. (laughs) My perfect fishies were gone, but they taught me something lasting. Since then, anytime I want to write a song, I tell myself, think outside the bowl. Isn't that the Taco Bell theme song? Oh, boy. She doesn't know that there's such a thing as a toilet bowl. (laughs) Yeah. Bottom of the Ocean started out as a song about lyric and melody. Those are the fish. But once I began writing, it was about so much more than my silly fish. No offense to the fish. R.I.P. It was about anyone's dreams, boyfriends, a lost parent, an abusive relationship. It's... Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm dreaming of an... (laughs) Whatever they spent their nights thinking, dreaming of was their dream, like an abusive relationship. It's saying that if there's someone you loved, but for some reason you can't love them anymore, you have to take your feelings, scoop them out, and put them at the bottom of the ocean. Hide them there, carefully and respectfully, in the one place where they can't ever be found. Bottom of the ocean is a goodbye song, a love song. You'd never think it was about fish. I've never heard this song. I kind of want to look up the lyrics, but also really, really don't want to. You're supposed to scoop out your feelings and hide them? At the bottom of the ocean, but respectfully. Ah, yes. Excuse me, uh, lamprey eel. I have to hide these uh, feelings here. I imagine that it's a, a chest overflowing with gold coins. Did Miley Cyrus ever date Justin Bieber? That's probably thanks to my... Uh, Recent, recent search history, yeah. Uh, there we go, genius. Ooh, it's been in the past for a while. I get a flash and I smile. Am I crazy? Nope. Still Sorry. miss you, I'm gonna, baby. I'm gonna, the post chorus, according to genius.com, <laughs> uh, this has not been annotated with any. You know how genius can sometimes have the annotations uh, about, like, here's what this person meant. Uh, they didn't annotate it, uh, which is sad because I'd like to know what Miley meant by da da do, da da do do, da da do 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 do, da 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 do 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 do. 
<laughs> I wish it offered the Google translation that it sometimes does on like Facebook. Hey, dreams are what you spend up at night, da 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 doing. <laughs> da 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 doing. Um, speaking of dreams, her this this is sad. This is a hard thing for a teenager to deal with. Her grandfather dies. They were very close. He was very important to her. And so a lot of the book she's processing that. And I respect for that. That's a you know, when like when you're young and the first person that you're close with dies, that's a lot to like work through. I Most assume. people don't write a a book about it that actually gets published. Well, I I really doubt that this book was written about the real life event. But in in the book, she claims that she had a dream. Then I had a dream. It was Pappy wanting me to move on. He said, "I can't leave with you holding on so tightly. You can't let my death stop your life." Like. But that didn't happen, though. Yeah. It's fine. Well, she spent her night thinking of it, so that's what she was dreaming of. That's what she was dreaming of. That's what dreams of your heart happen at night when you're asleep. That's what your wish is a heart your dream Little moments attach themselves to other little moments and collect into big dreams. A sunset, a walk, a few small words of wisdom. We become what we experience. Like, it's just so much of... A 15-year-old trying to be deep, but they don't have enough life experience to be interesting. This is really the the world's longest Instagram post. Uh, she recounts a story of the first time she got really gussied up for the red carpet, which was for the premiere of Chicken Little, which I did think was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then another little quotable quote here. Even the hard times are part of your life story. If you acknowledge them and move past them, they eventually add up to the experience that makes you wise. Like, <laughs> like these are set out from the rest of the book and in italics, like they're supposed to become like... Discuss this with your, your reading group. Your MySpace quote, yeah. probably. I love that she took a thing that's already a phrase, which is something about like, you know, wisdom comes with it from experiences and experience comes from bad decisions or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to say that, but longer and worse. Yeah. Um, she, again, here's some examples of her, like, trying to brag about her p- privilege while also trying to reinforce, like, but I'm just a normal girl. I dragged myself out of bed, brushed my teeth, showered, then opened one of my two closets. You read right, two closets. Both are stuffed with more clothes than I could wear in a year. Half the stuff is clothes I bought at Forever 21 and Walmart, and half is gifts... <laughs> Half his gifts from designers like Chanel, Gucci, and Prada that I began to get as the show took off. <laughs> like, simultaneously being like, I shop at Walmart like a normal country girl. Yeah. And then also, people give me free things because I'm famous. Well, much like Gwen Stefani. She's just a girl. She's just a girl. Uh, she references several times, when my dad was touring with his mega hit song, Achy Breaky Heart. Now, I have a question about that song. Sure. In that song, what are you not supposed to do to his achy, breaky heart? Like, you're not You're not supposed to tell his achy, breaky heart. I, up until about, and I'm not kidding about this, like a week ago, oh, that no. is, tear. Don't tear my heart. Like Don't tell my heart. No, my I get why it's breaky tell. Heart. Yeah. But also, I just don't think you'd understand. Because <laughs> if you play that song, yeah. that's the uh, Weird Al version, but... Don't tear my heart. I also don't want you to tear my heart. It's yeah. already achy and breaky. Yeah. I don't need it to be torn like Natalie and Bruglia. I'm already torn. Um, 
I guess my this 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 one hit uh different knowing what happened with Miley Cyrus in like 2013. I guess my idea of a good party is someone getting their face smashed in a cake, not getting smashed. <laughs> I don't drink and I would never smoke. She is sitting on a bed with her chin on her hands and her feet up behind her. That's literally the cover of this book. <laughs> I'm just a girl. So then she's, then again, more, more humble bragging. Too bad we get invited to lots of cool parties because it's kind of wasted on us. After the Oscars last year, we were supposed Jesus. to go to Elton John's party. We were invited to Madonna's party. There was some other dinner party that was a big deal. We had every ticket in town. It was dazzling and flattering, but they wound up going home instead because they're we just, stopped by Dairy Queen. they're just normal girls. Her and Why her mom. Why was she at the Oscars? Um, I th- I don't know. Was I don't know. The, I, I think this say, was Herbie before. Hancock. I think this was before the Hannah Montana movie, so it, it wouldn't. And that was definitely not nominated <laughs> for an Oscar. This is for like I don't know one of the weird ones, like writing or whatever. This was the one line that I found genuinely funny because so she does talk a lot about um how much when when she was. When they were uh, not recording, writing. performing, writing, taping uh, the Hannah Montana TV show. Taping. Taping the Hannah Montana TV show. She talks a lot about how much it sucked to wear the wig. Because when she was the Miley character, she just got to have her normal hair. But when she was yes. playing Hannah Montana, she had this wig that was terrible. And so she complains a lot about the wig. And then there were like other stories that she tells where wigs come into play. And this, this line was the only line I thought was funny. Some people look back on their lives and discover the theme to their life has been overcoming adversity or battling injustice or comforting the afflicted. So far, when I look back on my life, the only theme that I see starting to emerge is wigs. <laughs> and that, I thought that was cute. Like I'd rather read a Sasha Fierce book if I wanted that to be the theme. You want another quotable quote? Sure. In italics? Beauty is the enemy. We try to conquer not feeling beautiful all our lives. It's a battle that can't be won. There's no definition of beauty. The only way to achieve beauty is to feel it from inside without breaking it down into individual physical attributes. Ah. So quotable. You know know what somebody said is that brevity is this thing where you don't use as many words. And when you do that, it seems like your ideas are simpler and more universal. So you should do that more. Yeah, yeah. Um... A diary entry from September 21st, 2007. Today is the last day of season two of Hannah Montana. Yes, this is the end of one journey, but it's just the beginning of this new path. I will never let my dreams die, and I will remind myself of all my blessings as I write. I will continue to believe that I can do anything, and Christ will be by my side every step of the way. I can't wait to go see Into the Wild starring Emile Hirsch. I hope George Clooney's okay. He was in a motorcycle accident today. <laughs> this is all like an on this day in history yeah. thing. OMG. Ruth Jensen, American golfer, died today at lung, of mm. lung cancer. It was a Friday. It was a Friday. 14 years, six months, and some amount of days ago, 12 days ago. It was not a leap year. Nope. Um, here's another great one. I remembered a coffee mug I saw once that had a Ralph Ralph Waldo Emerson quote on it. Do what you are afraid to do. And so I did. (laughs) You know, wisdom can come in many forms. But the fact that it's 
I saw a coffin mug the other day. It had a pretty good quote on it. You ready for this I didn't one? read the whole thing, but I got the main idea. <laughs> you ready for this one? Sure. During the TV series, I'd become more and more of a method actor. <laughs> In method acting, you use experiences from real life to summon emotions for your character. When you have to be sad, you think about things that upset you. I oh. started... I started talking about Hannah as if she were a real person because I really thought of her that way. She existed in my mind. So basically, like, whenever... She doesn't exist on the show. Whenever she, uh, like, has to do a scene where Hannah is bratty, she, like, acts really bratty to her parents. That's her version of method acting. Uh, Yeah, the Disney executives, I'm willing to bet, did indeed put meth in method acting. Um, (laughs) Also... I love that she's like when you have to do when you have to act sad. Think of something sad, and there's a little girl at home that's like, "That's why I didn't get the part." Yeah. <laughs> um. She talks about, and I don't know who this guy actually was. I thought about googling it, but then I forgot. Um. She talks about her first serious boyfriend. She does not name him. She only calls him Prince Charming. Um. But she wrote several songs about him. So Google who did Miley Cyrus write seven things about. Um, I can't Google seven different things. By the way, this song. Oh, it was Nick Jonas. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so knowing that it was an actual famous person uh, and not just like a dude. Okay. Prince Charming was my first love, and I'll hold a place in my heart for him forever. So I'm in the bridge of a song. I know what the final chorus sounds like. I know it's coming. I expect it. I'm just not quite there yet. God, that picture that you are showing is so mid-early 2000s. The hair on him is ridiculous. Uh, there's going to be pictures during my segment, but we should explain this one. Uh, assumedly Nick Jonas, I don't really know, uh, has quite the mop top with the the, the brown curls, black curls. He's uh, wearing a pink he's polo. He's wearing a pink polo, like uh, Petey Pablo. Uh, he's got the distressed sort of dieselish jeans mm-hmm. uh, with the sort of fiber belt, which is the ultimate in it. So that is just like, hey, what, what did... Uh, Eighth grade boys want to be when they grew up. They both have very thin eyebrows. Oh, she's yeah. wearing a lot of... She's wearing eyeliner above and below her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he just... Mick just pulled up a more recent photo of her. And while a lot else has changed, maybe for the worse, her eyebrows do look a lot better. I'm willing to bet they're mostly not hers. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that was about Nick Jonas, apparently. The song Seven Things, by the way, is just uh, a short pop song version of the 10 Things I Hate About You speech. It's at 70% as long. Where she talks about, like, all the things I hate about you, but what I hate the most is that I don't hate you. Like, it, it's just, it's just that scene Ledger from the would, movie. would soon be rolling in his grave. Oh, womp womp. <laughs> Do you want to hear about her sweet 16? Not especially, but you're going to tell me. <laughs> My sweet 16 was a huge over-the-top affair. We shut down Disneyland on a school night. 5,000 people attended the party, and each one paid $250 for the privilege. Hey, girls who bullied me in sixth grade, check this out. Thousands of people paid cash dollars to come to my birthday party. That's 
She makes the thing about how like all the money was donated or whatever. Um, but I never imagined I'd be standing in front of Cinderella's castle, gazing at a gigantic cake that won a design a cake for Miley's birthday contest, surrounded by 16 foot tall candles while thousands of people sang for me. I blew out the candles. They were electric. It must have been someone's job to make sure they turned off at the exact right moment. And the instant the candles went out, the fireworks started. Fireworks. <laughs> Fireworks. Fireworks. I do love that not only do people have to pay to attend her birthday party, the process of designing and making a cake was crowdsourced without actually paying for labor. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear more about dreams? <laughs> <laughs> I don't act or sing for awards. I don't do it for the money. Those things are nice benefits of my work, but they don't drive me. That's I good because you don't get that many. And also, you don't pay your bills so of course you don't pay that much about the money care that much about the money i do it all for the oh my phone turned off hang on i do it all for the passion of the art i love making music performing and bringing something special to the people who listen and watch stevie wonder is blind and it doesn't matter if his awards shine like diamonds or are dull dark rocks so long as he loves his music beethoven still made music after he lost his hearing when you take your senses away and still love what you're doing, that's when you know it's your calling. What sense is she missing? Like Dewey Cox, is she missing the smell? I also love that she's like, I do it for the passion of the art. I put my hands up, playing my song. Butterflies fly away. And she's like, this is art. It is art. Um, did you know that Miley is not her original name? Miley Cyrus. My parents named me Destiny Hope because they believed that my destiny was to bring hope to the people. Uh, number one, what? And number two, I actually uh, am going back. I do believe they still shop at Walmart if her original name was Destiny, destiny Hope. Hope. My life does feel driven by destiny right now, but maybe that's only because my biggest dreams are actually coming true. Most people go through ups and downs, successes and failures to figure out their true calling. My dad was a boxer for a long time, and then he thought he'd be a baseball player. But then he had a dream that told him to buy a left-handed guitar and start a band. He did, and the rest is history. When he covered somebody else's less-than-a-year-old song. Did you know that? Iggy Breaky Heart is a cover? No! Iggy Breaky Heart is a cover of somebody else's oh, song. Oh, that's And it was funny. out for, like, less than a year. That's really funny. We're doing a lot of Googling. We are doing an awful lot of Googling. What is happening with these people? No, Google's going to know exactly. Google's going to be like, seems like you're recording a bad book podcast about Miley Cyrus's 2007, whatever, whatever. Um, So... The I think the song Seven Things had come out pretty recently when this book came out because there's all these little interludes of seven things that blank. Like, seven things I might be when I grow up. Photographer, musical director, music teacher, writer, composer for movies, pilot, dog walker. Like, just like weird little listicles of seven things whatever um i'm gonna try to find another one we'll see seven things i love about books they can make me smile they can make me cry if i want to pretend i'm someone else they are a great solution most of the time they have happy endings they can create a fake reality they can teach me things i never knew they can capture moments pictures can't 
I believe that Miley Cyrus herself and not her ghostwriter did in fact write those seven those lists. I think the little I think the lists and the quotable quotes are like actually her and then the poor ghostwriter just like had to make something of all of that. I also think the overwrought metaphor about the fish was her. Maybe. <laughs> um I have two things about Achy Breaky Heart. Yes. It was originally released in 1991 mm-hmm. by the Marcy Brothers with the title Don't Tell My Heart. And in 1992, it was released by Billy Ray Cyrus. So less than a year later, that with a slightly sucks. different title. However, hilariously, the name of the album on which Achy Breaky Heart was released is, of course, given the nature of country music, Some Gave All. Oh, no. Zach Brown Band, a little bit of chicken fried. Here's out for the troops. Billy Ray Cyrus, Achy Breaky Heart. Gave All. Don't forget about dead veterans. Do you want to hear seven quirks about Miley Cyrus? I'm sure you're going to tell me. I always wear at least five bracelets. I close one eye when I laugh. I never wear blue and orange together. They were my middle school colors. I hate the words crusty, brothy, and creamy. Is brothy a word? Uh, She's describing French onion soup. I clean my room before I go to sleep every night. My nickname is One Sock On because one of my socks always falls off in my sleep. It's a terrible nickname. I peel my nail polish off. What's up, One Sock On? It's a terrible Uh, nickname. One Sock On. Uh, Sounds like something you say before you punch somebody in the stomach. There's some like picture breaks that have pictures of her on tour. Um, And with horses. She, She had some horses out on the farm. Horses. Horses. It's always nice to see a turtle. Um, so that was whatever this book was called. Miles to go. Miles to go by Miley Cyrus. Congratulations, Hillary Lifton. I hope the check was worth it. Uh, you know, I'm willing to bet it probably was because despite the fact that they still shop at Walmart, the Cyrus family is probably pretty rich. Uh, the reading age as listed on Amazon is five plus. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but no joke, look at the look at the the cover of the book. It's she's she's look she I don't think she's actually on a bed, but it looks like she could be sitting on a bed. Yeah, thing things got weird for Miley Cyrus a couple years after this came out, but uh, anybody would get screwed up by that. Yeah. For sure. All right. So that's whatever Miles to Go. The one thing I can say about Miles to Go is that the two in Miles to Go is actually spelled T-O and is not the number two. Wow. Unlike Justin Bieber's Too Fast, Too Furious or whatever the hell this is. Uh, I'd like to correct your title. It is Justin Bieber, colon, first step to the number two, <laughs> forever, parenthetical, 100% official. And Never stop, never stopping. Does it? Uh, credit the ghostwriter, or is uh, it? No, is it, fact, does it claim that Justin Bieber actually wrote the whole thing? On thing? Everything uh, on the uh, Amazon page it says Justin Bieber, but then you take a look inside and scroll down to the the uh, you scroll past the remove this cover to reveal your exclusive poster oh, of me, no. not just exclusive poster, but exclusive of poster me. of me. Then finally you scroll into the all rights and privileges or whatever. Uh, and you find, uh, let's see here, common denominator, whatever, LaShonda Cart is also uh, listed as a... I hope uh, that person was paid well. Uh, well, I don't think sh- they would be paid too well, um, because this is the shortest book I think I've ever read. <laughs> 
Hey, the reading age is a little bit higher for this one. It's 8 to 12 years. It is. It is 271 uh, phones, like not even a Kindle, 271 phone pages. Oh, yikes. And I would guess there's at least, oh, 20 where it is just a picture. Oh, I love it. Uh, I will show you a bunch of pictures here at the end. What is it about middle school that makes everyone, boys, girls, everyone, want to get bangs? It's what's with bangs? Like the, what is it? With I've bangs? had it. I'm not. I'm not above this. No, I'm not either. I had bangs in middle school. I had. I had a very of the era. I had the sideswipey bangs mm. in middle school. But like we have. But you didn't dye your hair though. Not to put him on blast, but we have a nephew who's in middle school and he now has bangs. What is it about bangs in middle school? It's not even necessarily bangs for boys. It's just like the heavy in the front look. It's just like a big. It's not exactly a uh, bowl cut, but it's like it's the exact same length all yeah. around, and it's slightly. Long. I will say, whoever did his makeup in on uh, in the photo shoot where he on the cover the, the cover did a very late two thousands job. Yeah. Um, I had it. We can maybe track. Uh, I don't have any pictures of myself, so who's to say? But um, yeah, so this is Justin Bieber. Uh, it is 271 pages, including uh, basically I like some tweet threreds. Lot of pictures. Just lot a of pi- lot, lot of pictures. Of pictures. A lot of bangs. A uh, lot of pull-out quotes, like I'm reading a you know an insider article or quotable a, quote a, moments. A, it's not like a. It's not separated out like a. <laughs> He's wearing jorts. <laughs> this is a picture that Mick just pulled up. Uh, red Converse's jorts. His arms look really weirdly long in yeah, this Yeah, and he's wearing dog tags. Yeah. Uh, Justin Why Bieber was supposedly like 16 when he got famous, and he didn't even look 16 well, or 12. Well, his, his baby, baby, baby song, his voice is so hype. Like, well, that's what he keeps talking about, how good he is at singing throughout this book. And the only Justin Bieber song I can remember hearing other than You Got That Yummy or whatever the bullshit came out um, is Baby. And he never references it once in the book. I don't know if he's embarrassed about it, but I mean, it's like, I would baby, 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 baby. Ah! Um, anyway, so that, that many pages on a f- phone combined with that many pictures, I read it. Uh, I coach soccer, and I downloaded this app so I could start reading it because it was a pretty long bus ride as far as bus rides go. But I still started and finished it on the way there. Oh, not even the way there and the way home. If I, Just the way there. Well, if I'm if I'm fully honest, if I had actually started the moment we left and not like had to figure out the whole thing and get my library card out and download it and all that stuff, uh, I did have to start it again after the after the game was over. But if I had done it, all was ready to go. It took yeah. me the length of the trip there. Jeez. So less than two hours. Did you get anything good out of it? Yeah. I look at this whole thing. Oh, that's a lot of notes. Okay, I'm going to try not to read ahead. Um, And so this book basically is the same as yours, where I'm willing to bet it's one of the first or second books uh, released. Um, and so it was all of him being discovered and his YouTube mm-hmm. stuff leading up to his first tour. So it like starts in media res with rehearsals and we never uh-huh. actually get to see the tour. Um, and so I just, I'm going to have to have a Dickens of a time editing um, because there, this is just so reminiscent of so many other things. Because Justin Bieber, for better or for worse, did change the dang game. Like he both operated fully within the dang game. He was the dang game, mm. but also had set such like a, I don't know. Marx would say that he was really expo- exposing the dialectical. Uh, he really... 
<laughs> he really just proved how dumb and, and artificial all of it was, uh, to an extent not seen since the boy band phases. Um, you just our, our microphone fell down. Even our microphone just fell asleep. Oh God! Don't worry about it. Um, so he really proved how fake it all was, and a bunch of people, including uh, Andy Samberg and pop star Never Stop Not Stopping, and Bo Burnham in a couple of hits, uh, really took aim at that sort of thing. Bo Burnham, although, of course, was not immune to it, having had that same exact haircut when he was at his most famous, or his his initial little burst of fame um, before he became depressed like the rest of us. Um... But uh, that brings us to one of the first... I took a lot of highlights. I, I'll post the pictures because the pictures are also very good. But I took a lot of highlights uh, that I think are best just sort of uh, laid out there, much like you said. Um, he talks about uh, the, his supporters. And he says that every one of you is my favorite girl for a different reason. Because each of you is special in your own way. Ugh. Which is legitimately a Bo Burnham song. <laughs> Um, just layering in, uh, that, you know, it's still Billy Ray Cyrus shopping at Walmart. If you had to imagine the type of mom that would get Justin Bieber, uh, to stardom. Uh, my mom, Patty Millette, teeters along behind us, rocking skinny jeans and high heels. Mom is a trip, and she sacrificed everything for me. Oh, gotta love my mom. Love my mom. Love my mom. Love Jesus. the reason that I'm here. Um... It's really funny when the ghostwriter comes out to, like, it, it already has with My Favorite Girl when the ghostwriter comes out to be like, make this boy as non-offensive as possible uh, while still remaining a dangerous side for teenage girls to get horny about. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can see that in the whiteboard that, like, somebody drew a crude scale that says uh, inoffensiveness uh, on one, like, little scale and then horny on the other. And it's like, this always has to stay in balance. Uh, and so that's why I'm not afraid to show my feelings either. Well, most of the time, within reason, you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, I cry too, girls, except I'm not some sort of pussy. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, I'm finally taller than my grandpa, but I'll always look up to him. I wish you, I wish there was a way for me to verbalize my eye rolls better because that's most of my reaction to all of this. Yeah. Uh, it's also really funny to see his team write stuff about his team. Uh, I'm surrounded by super smart, super talented, extremely good people who love me and watch out for me every step of the way. They don't let me lose sight of where I came from or where I'm going. And they always are underappreciated, especially my ghostwriter who just wanted an extra five fifty a page. And they don't <laughs> let me get away. That wasn't in there. And they don't let me get away with any crap. The success I've achieved comes to me from God through the people who love and support me. And I include my fans in that. Every single one of you lifts me a little bit higher. Now... So that's literally the part in Popstar where, like, he pays the people to be his oh, friends yeah. oh. and they're oh. not allowed to say anything bad about him. We're not quite uh, uh, his famous flapjacks. Uh, we'll get there later. Um, I do love the idea that I know that capital H, he uh, works in mysterious uh, ways. Susan, yes. But I do love that the big man upstairs was like, okay, now in Canada, time for something to make tween age girls cream their jeans. <laughs> like... It's going to be this kid with the bangs singing a song that just has one word in it. Baby, 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 uh, oh. I will, that's two words. And I will say that Justin Bieber seems to have listened to other music because he, uh, he paraphrases the Rolling Stones by saying, you can't always get what you want, but if you're lucky, you get what you need. <laughs> and by paraphrase, you mean changed 
two words uh, and really uh, ruin it. Yeah. Um, he also. <laughs> I don't know where to go. I should have themed it better, but I, these are in, in order for the most part. Uh, his manager's name is Scooter Braun. Uh, oh yeah, that's the guy that um, like wouldn't let Taylor Swift buy all her music back. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that, he does. That's get... the he's one of the reasons why she's record re-recording all of her old albums. Uh, I I have no proof of this, but I can only assume that he is the grandson of the Nazis rocket scientist Werner von Braun. Ah, uh, yes, uh, probably. That's how I operated. Um, he gave Justin Bieber the smartest dating advice anyone could ever give to a guy or girl. Just listen. And that means really listen to what the other person is saying instead of using that time to come up with your next clever remark. Good advice. So just girls, girls, girls humping the couch to this book. (laughs) Um, continuing on with the idea of what kind of parents would produce Justin Bieber, his, his two uh, other, uh, uh, siblings, are my new baby brother Jackson J A X O N and my little sister Jasmine J A Z M Y N. Then he also I'm gonna skip around. Uh, he has two really big moments where he seems like, uh, what's his name from American Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, mm-hmm. uh, or just like Wikipedia. Because he goes, I was two years old in 1996 when the Cardigans had their monster hit, Love Fool, the lead single from, single from their first Band on the Moon album. It was featured in this crazy film adaptation of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, which is also dope. I feel like someone told the ghostwriter, like, that sounds a little too adult, a little too formal. You need to, like, kid it up a little bit. And yeah. she was like, dope. The second uh, moment when he seems most like Patrick Bateman, other than the look in his eyes at all times, uh, is he's telling the story of he's learning how to play a guitar and he's busking or something. It got to be 2000 and then 2001. And you know what that means? The terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers in New York City. Really? No. Oh. But the page break happened and you know what that means? (laughs) while I was reading it, oh, my, no. eye, my eyebrows shot through my scalp. That <laughs> you got to be 2000. And then 2001. And you know what that means. The tragic September 11th attacks on the Twin Towers <laughs> in New York City rocked the world. I Like, tell me that that wouldn't be some, like, what? I knew I had to be something special yeah. to this world. What what was he like? I'm trying so hard not to look at your notes. What like what oh, is where's the he going with it? Thing? Yeah, what is he? Where All is right. he actually? It going got to be it? 2000, then 2001, and you know what that means? Beyonce, Destiny's Child blew up out of Houston and killed everybody with Survivor and Bootylicious. That same year, I heard Alicia Keys's Fallen, and I still can't get enough of that song. Usher murdered You Remind Me. Missy Misdemeanor Elliot did that crazy cool video for Get Your Freak On. And there was an instant, uh, th- it was the insane remake of Lady Marmalade by Christina Aguilera, Little Kim, Maya, and Pink. He does not use an Oxford comma in this, by the way. Made does me mad. he use the exclamation point in Pink's name? Uh, no. Oh, Plus, we heard from Outcast, Nelly, Uncle Cracker. One of these is not like the other. Yeah. Uh, Mary G. Blige. All in all, it was a very good year for music. And he, okay, so if we were, he was, if we were nine, yeah. yeah, he was seven he or was eight. eight, he was eight years old. Yeah. Um, it was a very good year for music back when I was, when eight. I it's was really been downhill since then. When I was eight years old, it back was a very good day. year. 
Beyonce released Survivor. Uh, it also sounds like Grandpa Simpson's tale about bees on the nickels. Uh, the year was 2001. Uh, yeah, so I just expected him to take an axe to Jared Leto's face. But then again, I have expected uh, Justin Bieber to do exactly that for quite some time now. It's a American Psycho joke. Oh, okay. Uh, Scooter, Va- Scooter Von Braun's dead. <laughs> Scooter, Scooter Braun's dad is Dr. Irvin Brown, uh, and this is just the most monster energy drink thing I've ever read. It's Dr. Irvin Braun, a dentist with a flair for extreme sports. Yeah, that's a that's a Mountain Dew commercial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it was like, Usher and Timberlake want to meet me? Are you kidding? There was no point in trying to tell anyone school about this. It was like telling them that I was going to meet in all uppercase Chuck Norris. Oh, and we no. all know that guy is untouchable. I mean, come on. Oh, it's God. Chuck Norris. Do he doesn't Chuck need Twitter. He's already following school? you. Uh, this is not the only one. There's at least six others. Why was that such a big thing I don't when know. we were in like middle school? Everyone made Chuck Norris jokes. Because you make what you hear, I guess. Um... <laughs> One of Scooter Von Braun's um, uh, first clients was... It's just Scooter Braun. It's not Von Braun. Well, that's what they'd have you think. Operation Paperclip made him take out the Von. Um, His first first client was... One of his first clients was Asher Roth of I Love College. And when this was a, a song I have not thought of in a dog's age, like... It played on the radio nonstop. And then it disappeared into the wind like Thanos just snapped it away. It's the... Like... You could say the name to Asher. You could say the name Asheroth to literally anyone that was born before 1996, and they would make the Gandalf. Now that's a name I have not heard for a long time. Face, <laughs> but anyway, he becomes friends with Asheroth. He gets bought a house right up the street from him and hangs out a lot. And it is not mentioned that Asheroth is most famous for getting drunk and high all the time because currently he's, Justin Bieber is only 16, so he doesn't do any of those stuff. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, Asheroth talks to him and he says back, "It's cool, Asher." Uh, <laughs> It's just kind of funny because I don't know what else I expected him to say. But at the same time, a stupid fucking name like Asher Roth. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like in the walk hard when he's like, thank you, George Harrison of the Beatles. <laughs> um, it's cool, Asher Roth. At one point, uh, they buy a house in Atlanta because that's where the studio is going to be. Uh, it was all so last minute. Scooter even had to sign the lease for the house in his name so he didn't end up losing the place. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's why your manager wanted to own your house legally and definitely not for any other reason, Justin Bieber. Uh, you yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> he said that I needed to do this or else I wasn't going to be famous. Um, Here. Is what's the mean character? Connor. Connor's fancy flapjacks. Yeah. Here is the Connor's fancy flapjacks moment and the Connor's just sort of entourage moment in the book. Connor for real. He's talking about different people. He's being added. People are being added to his sort of entourage as he's getting ready to go on tour. He's going all these different places. It talks about him performing at malls a lot. And I was like, wasn't that like like an 80s thing? Yeah, I feel like the mid to late 2000s was a little past the performing at malls. I don't know. We just also live in Iowa, so nobody came to our malls. What's up, Lindale? Definitely did not go to the Mall of the Bluffs. (laughs) Um, Well, they said they were going to, but it turns out it was a lie. It was a bluff. Ah. Ah, That's why we play poker. Anyway, uh, so he's talking about different people are being added to the entourage. At first... I didn't know if I wanted them to be part of my wolf pack, but as soon as, 
which is great on oh its own. Oh my god. But as soon as I got to know them, I definitely wanted them to be part of my wolf pack. Oh my god. <laughs> Later uh, in that same paragraph, blah, blah, blah. So we were able to bring in our DJ, Tay James. He also soon became part of my wolf pack. Oh my god. Why do we need to keep... He uses the word wolf pack three times in yeah. two sentences. Uh, I skipped over this one to get to the one about the cardigans. Um, there's two others that I skipped because of the Patrick Bateman uh, quotes. Um, Nathan McKay, who my grandparents called the Lion King because of his big bushy beard, decided that I needed a real drum set of my very own. Nathan, a.k.a. the Lion King. Oh, my God. And a bunch of together. That is not like there's no ellipsis. That is that close together in the actual book. <laughs> a.k.a. the Lion King. As, as previously established. Who they called the Lion King. Yeah. Um, his guitarist is talking about his degree, not a performance degree. His, uh, he says his name, but then he says specifies, which if there was not a better way to know how, how ghost written this was, you think a 16 year old pop star would be like specifies. And then he specified, uh, music in society. This is the guitar speaker or guitar player, supposedly speaking. I try not to think about theory when I'm on stage, but classical music taught me that art history was very linear. No, it wasn't. And now it's fragmented. And I really enjoy that. Justin Bieber to this point says, okay, three question marks. I'm not really sure what he's talking about, but obviously Dan is pretty smart. The best part about this is that the sentence doesn't make any fucking sense. No. Not only is it not historically accurate that art history is linear, what? But also it doesn't like, it's two halves of a sentence that don't make sense. I try not to think about theory when I'm on stage. Okay, but classical music taught me that art history was very linear and now it's fragmented and I really enjoy that. Those don't have anything to do with each other. That's just two separate dingus thoughts. Yeah. Like if it was, I try not to think about theory when I'm on stage, but even in pop music, I still see inspiration. Like that'd be one thing. Whatever. This really, this entire book. Incredible thoughts. Incredible minds. (laughs) Unknown dunks of basketball. Living the impossible. Um, My brain is genius. This book really put to, like, the ghostwriter is a polite lie we all ignore. Yes. We say Miley Cyrus's book, knowing that she typed three lists of seven things or whatever. We say, yeah, James Patterson writes all these books and we ignore the part where it's actually Hillary Clinton that wrote it. <laughs> Have you seen that? Hillary Clinton supposedly wrote a book with James Patterson and oh, it's like, no. wow, how many, is that, did they ha- each have a ghostwriter? Dolly Parton supposedly wrote a boat with Wrote a boat with James Patterson. Wow, that'd be a cool boat. Wrote a book with James Patterson. Yeah. Uh, She talked about her granddaughter. Um, Or her goddaughter. Um, So then we get the wolf packs. Uh, And here's the... Nah, I'm just playing. Uh, This was the Christmas where I met that girl and made out with her furiously for several days straight. Ooh, racy! And we went on to have the most romantic relationship in the history of man. Wait, that did not happen. Oh, Justin, you goof. But I did have fun just pranking you right there while you sat excitedly in your room reading about it. Sorry, just had to have a little fun. Next chapter. Aw, come on! What? What, why does it say, aw, oh, come on, at the end? Aw, oh, come on. Like, he's saying it? Or I, is he saying I, that we're saying it to him? I think he's saying that we're saying it to him. I guess. But all I could think That's was the dumb. baseball. In Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball sometime, on the SNES, sometimes if you struck out, the guy would turn around and go, aw, oh, come on. And that's how I read it. Aw, oh, come on. Come on, man. I'm giving the cash. Uh, later, 
How do you think a kind of for real, uh, real life version of it would feel about pranks? I love pranks, man. Connor for real would love pranks. He would not like to be pranked, but he would love he would love pulling pranks. You know me. I can't resist a good prank. Ah, yeah. He lists several quote unquote good pranks. Oh, oh good. There are at least uh, six pictures of people riding something, and it is, I will I will give you one major hint. It's riding. Riding. Yes. Okay. It has nothing to do with pranks, but it is very has to do with pranks at the same time somehow. It's like the same type of person. What they're riding is not a prank. It is not a hoverboard. This book was released. A Segway. It is a Segway. Yeah. There are at least a dozen pictures of of people riding Segways. That also feels extremely 2006 to me somehow. Um, this has nothing to do with that. Nothing, but it talks about he got to go to the uh, uh, Grammys, even though I don't think he was nominated. But he was like a, a chart topper, so it makes sense to get invited to the Grammys, even if you're not nominated. However, he did get nominated and win uh, in Canada because the main music awards in Canada, where he's from, are the Junos and the Much Music Video Awards. Uh, up until I was literally writing the down for this, uh, episode, I really thought that it was the Munch Music Video Awards. Yeah. And I thought nothing of it because I'm like, yeah, Canada's weird. Yeah, Canada's weird. Um, so I, I don't really have that much else for you, uh, because a lot of this is in pictures that just, uh, we'll post some of them. Uh, but there are just very, very good ones. Uh, like this one of him in the Toronto skyline, uh, looking wistfully. Oh, wow. And his pull quote that says, I'm a proud Canadian, and I hope that comes through in everything I do. Oh, uh, beeps. <laughs> then there's a picture of him in angelic lighting with a blue shirt and what looks to be a white church robe. Like, I don't know what else. that. It's probably a hoodie. Yeah. Uh, and no, under, I think it's a church robe. And underneath it, in the title case, uh, without much text underneath it, it just says, Big Family Christmas! <laughs> Uh, then there is a heading that is called Down to Earth, and the picture that goes with it is of him flying above the crowd in a heart with a spotlight shining behind him. Very down to earth right there. Yeah. Uh, a certain amount of, this is a picture of hands held high at a concert, but it was mainly the quote that got me here. A certain amount of success comes with, uh, with the opposite sex, comes down to a simple concept. Don't be a jerk. Uh, here is another picture of him in his uh, jorts and red Converse without God, socks. Jorts. Uh, then we've got him at the Toronto More skyline Toronto again. Skyline. It says "Reach for the sky." Uh, him in a purple hoodie hugging Usher. His words spoke to me, and then I knew then that I'd found a friend for life. Oh God! Uh, what is that face that he's making? Well, this is the face he, wears he a makes. A lot of eyeliner. This is the face that he makes when he's pranks. doing pranks. Pranks versus school equals pranks win all day. Uh, Pranks versus school equals pranks win all day. Yeah, that's, that's not, not an, equation. an equation. Him looking very serious. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? I forgot totally about this. Oh, dear. This is him looking very, very serious into a mirror. And I need you to tell me the celebrity that he is about to say. If I can do just one-tenth of the good this person did for others, I can really make a difference in this world. So knowing that you're Justin Bieber, who would you list? As I'm really afraid it's going to be Michael Jackson. It is what? Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, no. Did you see it in the no, split I second? Didn't. If I can it was do the one, mirror. it was the mirror that, that gave it away. If I can do just one tenth of the good Michael Jackson did for others, oh, I can really no. make a difference in this world. Oh, no. Oh, here's the picture. You know me. I can't resist a good prank. 
Pranks. Like, like Michael Jackson. He, he couldn't resist pranks either. Oh, dear. Every single one of my fans is so special to me because her eyes are that bluish, brownish, greenish color. Uh, oh, another you, picture of pranks. But you, you're beautiful because you don't know you're beautiful, and that's why you're beautiful because it makes you that's beautiful. That's one direction. You don't need your beauty- <laughs> All right, here's his Twitter account, which uh, I don't remember Twitter ever looking like this. This looks like Zangar MySpace. All right. Uh, let's take some time to answer some crazy rumors. Really fun. One, I'm not dead. I had to check on this one, but it turns out I'm alive. I'm sure, Justin Bieber, you wrote Ha-ha, that. And not pranks. Your... Two, my mom is a moral woman. Let's just leave it that for what it is, because that rumor just grossed and weirded me out. Now, okay. Three, I have not joined the Illuminati or any other cult. I'm a Christian, and I pray before every show, and I'm thankful for every blessing. Sure. Christians never joined the Illuminati. Then I have my last... Christians also never joined cults. Uh, my cults. my last Wordle score when I tried to guess the word felch and it wouldn't show up. So Because it's, it's not a word. It's a word, all right. Just not the type of word the New York Times wants you to know. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to... They're part of the Illuminati, on, too. <laughs> yes. I am going to end it on this. That Justin Bieber loves his fans. And yeah. he, he would do anything for them. Oh, because yeah. they've done so much for him. And so many fans I've met along the road have taught me to never forget to never say never. <laughs> no. 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 That was not a sentence in this book. Never forget to never say never. A hundred percent. I honestly. Never forget to never say never. Yeah. I honestly am wondering if... I kind of want to somehow make you watch this movie. Because that's the movie. Yeah. It must have been on its way out. when Or like on its way. Never forget to never say never. Yep. Never forget to never say never. Never say never again. The Sean Connery vehicle. <laughs> that's a weird way of describing a James Bond movie. Uh, but yeah, that's Justin Bieber. Uh, oh, no. Cool, oh, we got, I think, no. I think this episode will be longer uh. than it would have taken you to have just read it. So you had to listen to me talk about it longer than it would have taken you to read you it. Also you also had dingus. to listen to me talk about miles to go before I wake Miley's or whatever. Miles to go. Miles to go. <laughs> Destiny hope to go. That is going to do it for us for this episode of Biblia. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Thank you so much for teaching us to never say never uh, because each of you is so important to us because you're each a different listener in your own specific way. But if you really want to be a really super special, you know, uh, Biblia lever, uh, then <laughs> could you please leave a review on your podcatcher of choice? I, we haven't asked for that in like two seasons. I know. Um, I'm also really going to need some folks to recommend some more books because this was a good one, man. This is yeah. fun. Uh, Big fan. Yeah. Um, and if you could share the show with somebody, I think this one might be a good on-ramp. Not a lot of other references to other episodes. For sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, we need uh, the oblique. Uh, was it Midnight Sins or Laura Lee or Otherworld? Okay, there. So, whew. Somebody has Gotta to finish reference all those. Someone has to finish their drink now. Oh, a Bibliovile drinking game. I hate it. I love it. I love it. I hate it. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Dickie Ma. That's D-I-C-K-I-M-A-A. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Bibliovile. And you can find me on Twitter at Susan J. That's S with three U's, S-A-N-J. The intro music to our podcast is Babe of the Night by the band Elixir off of their album Rampant. Thank you, Nick, for these recommendations. This was fun. And have a good night, Nadia.